Um, <laughs> my name is Kim Crawl. I am reporting to you not live from my new little corner in my apartment, not my closet. Yep. It's still, it sounds so much better when it's in my closet. Should I just lie? I don't know how to lie guys. I, hi everyone. Hi. It's been several weeks. Um, oh my gosh. I don't even, okay. So this is my plan. Cause I, I, I want to tell you all about Thailand, but I also selfishly like want to have it documented for myself. Right. So I'm going to tell you everything and it's probably going to take like three episodes, but I feel like it'll be interesting. If not, I don't know, maybe we'll quit halfway through. Um, but yeah, I'm like, I, I'm trying to, I think I'm going to write another book about it. Um, and not just like what I'm telling, not just the adventures, but kind of like a fucked up eat, pray, love kind of thing. Um, Cause you know, I'm not all kumbaya and shit, uh, which I don't know. I didn't read that book. I saw the movie and it was, it was fine. It was, it was nice. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't like a game changer the way it was for a lot of people. This went off the rails all already. Um, I'm weirdly nervous recording. I don't know why. Um, I am so fucked up like right now, like not drunk. I'm so drunk. <laughs> um, no, just like sleeping. Do you know, I barely used my inhaler in Thailand. Like the only times I needed to use it was like when I was like climbing up a mountain for like four hours. Um, and my nose wasn't running at all. And now I'm back to not being able to breathe and my nose is all fucked up and it's like just a fucking faucet. Um, that's why my voice cracked at the beginning because I'm losing it. Like literally, like I stayed up most all nights, right? Yelling and having the time of my life and I didn't lose my voice at all there. Uh, the air is just cleaner. Not really in Bangkok. All right. So this is what my plan is. I wrote like an outline of each thing I wanted to talk about and we'll see how far we get. And, um, I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting. Uh, I, I hope everyone's doing well. Uh, it's been weeks. I just feel, I feel like a whole new human. And I know that that's kind of what that kind of trip is supposed to do, right? It's supposed to make you like become a whole new human or like, you know, realize what you're grateful for and realize what you need to let go of. And, and it, it's, it's, it's so funny. It didn't. Okay. So <clears throat> I left at, oh, and the jet lag, man. I don't know if like the jet lag only lasted like a day and a half in Thailand, but I think it's because, you know, you're in Thailand. So you're like, well, you can sleep for a week and then, you know, be fucked up for a week. And you're, you know, just like, I don't get hung over on vacation or when I'm not in LA, like when I'm, even when I'm in like Denver or like, you know, anywhere I'm at, that's not home. My brain is like, well, you don't have time to just like sleep for two days cause you're hung over. And so like, I, I don't know. So when I came back on, it'll be a week tomorrow night. Um, I, I'm, I made a mistake. Uh, and I, and I was talking to my buddy and he was like, well, you're not, he's like, are you not doing any of your responsibilities? And I'm like, no, I'm, you know, I'm still playing catch up on like emails and shit, but like every, like I've went to work today. I had a meeting yesterday, you know, and the other day I had a couple of things I needed to get done by the end of the day. You know what I mean? So I'm getting everything done, but I'm just like allowing myself to sleep whenever I want. And now it's been a week and I'm like, I'm still pretty wide awake at three in the morning. So I got up this morning at 5 a.m. I'm recording this on Wednesday just cause I, you know, I've been uh, sleeping and not, and you know, just all weekend, I just allowed myself to sleep. I did go out for the Super Bowl, but that's a story for a whole other day. Cause that's just, I, 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 I don't know. Um, jet lag, no food and four drinks. And I was hungover for two days, but I also think I was hungover for two days too, because 
jet lag, right? Um, so I'm trying to catch up on it. So I got up this morning at 5 a.m. It is currently 8.20 in the evening. And my I'm hoping to fall asleep at 10 p.m. Or, I mean, I have to wake up again tomorrow at like 4.30. I'm working this wild golf tournament. I don't know if I you guys remember. I worked one, it last year. Oh, a lot of blue lives matter bumper stickers in that parking lot, man. My God. And I remember last year, like Tiger Woods is going to be here this year. And I guess there was only 12,000 people that were allowed to come into the golf tournament, the Genesis. I don't know what the fuck it's called. Um, and only 12,000 people were able to come in, but then Tiger Woods decided to play. So he has 15,000 people that just follow him wherever he golfs. What? And so I guess they uncapped it. So I guess there's going to be like 40,000 people or 30,000 people there tomorrow. Um, and I just remember last year, like he was injured. I have no idea. I think he, he got in a car accident, but there was like something sketchy around it. And me ever, the comedian kept trying to make jokes about Tiger Woods all day. And he is like, their God, you do not joke about Tiger Woods. Like no, like deadpan for a bunch of blue lives matter people. They are pro that one black guy. Um, but I actually do pretty well with the, the, with the, like the old white Trumpers because you know, that was my dad. I mean, I don't know if he would be Trumpy or not. Who knows? That's actually a big talk between my family. We're all like, would he have voted for him? He really hated Hillary, but I can't imagine him going down this deep of a rabbit hole, right? He was nutty, but not, but like, I'm good at like, whatever. I'm not talking about Thailand. Now I'm talking about this fucking golf tournament. Um, oh my God. My nose is running like a faucet. Okay. So we're going to get as far as we can and we're going to go through the whole thing because there's so much that happened, like even before I got to Thailand. Okay. So five in the morning, as you know, I was five in the morning, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I was recording. I recorded two episodes in the middle of the night, right? Which was, I don't even know what I talked about. Honestly, I, I, one day I will go back and I will listen to those and just hear whatever manic bullshit came out of my mouth in the middle of the night, right before I was leaving the country. But, um, I, I got an email. Someone sent me a cool email and I, I haven't, I was only, I got it like right when I was like getting on the airplane. So I wasn't able to really read it and I'm still playing catch up, but, um, it was in, in response to one of those episodes. So maybe it wasn't a bunch of like crazy bullshit that I was just <laughs> spouting in the middle of the night, trying to get something out. So I, you know, I do that and I'm, I'm so worried about Lucy. Like, you know, I'm just worried about leaving her. She let me hold her yesterday for 45 seconds. If you're watching this on YouTube, which I don't know when you'll be watching this on YouTube because I am so behind on life. My life is in shambles. Um, I, I'm picking my nose a bunch. I'm not, I'm just like, it's just draining out. Like, is the air that bad here? Yes, it is that bad. Yes. Um, but I was so worried about her just because, you know, I mean, I wasn't worried about her when I was leaving her with Henry. Oh, she's coming out. Um, but I was so worried about her and she did fine. It was funny. My neighbor said that she never saw her once, not once, but she's like, she's eating and pooping and I'm leaving out treats and she's eating those too. And she didn't throw up at all while I was gone. Like after Henry died, Lucy threw up for like, like once a day for like two weeks. And I knew it, like I, I was looking at it. It's, it's just stress, right? It's stress of whatever she, and now that I'm back, she's throwing up again. But my neighbor was like, there was zero puke while you were gone. So it's, I think it's just, I mean, my apartment was a disaster 
until like an hour and a half ago and I've been sleeping and you know, I've just, there's been no, no like consistency in her life the last five days when, you know, she had two and a half weeks of just silence. <laughs> I, I, I mean, like, I know, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. So I was really worried about leaving her. But I, you know, I'm leaving at 5 a.m. I go pay my rent. I'm making sure, like, it, it was such an odd feeling to leave my apartment knowing I was leaving the country for like two and a half weeks. It's just, you know, it's just a lot of, I mean, I was really anxious. And now I look back and I'm like, yeah, everything's going to work out. Um, that was one thing that I really embraced while traveling. And I have a good friend who is a, a world traveler and I've talked about her a lot. Her name's Bobette and she's probably one of the coolest people you'll ever meet. Um, she's fucking rad and she helped me plan this Thailand trip, right? Like a year ago, literally a year ago, which is fucking wild. And, uh, and she's like, one thing that you're really going to learn while you travel is just to like go with the flow and let go. And I always thought, I know I'm really, I know I'm anxious and I know I'm tightly wound in some areas and controlling. And, you know, I've worked through those program programmings in my brain a lot in the last few years. And I always thought, you know, I'm, I am able to let go, but I, I did not fully do that. I, I, I don't think I really understood what let go was until this trip. Like, really one of the main like themes of the the trip there was a bunch of them but one of them was just like it'll probably be all right and I started saying that to everybody like all my friends that I met I was just like it'll probably be all right like it's always all right and if it's not all right like I'll be dead or in jail and then it doesn't matter anyway because I'll be dead or in jail right and like it just always is okay so it's 5 a.m. I pay my rent I I'm like and I had this like image of you know, I mean, God, does everybody do this? And I, I know, I know the more I share about my like voices and my idiosyncrasies and, you know, my perceived crazy, um, self-perceived crazy, uh, I'm not alone in a lot of my like, so I had this like, in a lot of my thoughts, you know, a lot of my intrusive thoughts. And I, I had this like thought, you know, I had this image of when I left that my home would be in perfect condition. Like no dishes, nothing anywhere, everything exactly where it's supposed to be. And, you know, just as life happens, I, I, uh, you know, I got a new cell phone the day before I left and I'll get to that story. I got a new cell. I don't think I told that story before. Well, who knows? Um, I got a new cell phone before the day before I left and it took longer than I thought it would. Like, I just thought, you know, you'd go to a, you know, T-Mobile and it'd be like, all right, we're going to switch. And, but I mean, in a good way, it took a really long time because something really cool happened, which I'll tell you later in the episode, but, um, I have it all mapped out guys. I have it very mapped out cause I don't want to miss anything. Um, and so I just had it like in my head that everything was going to just be perfect. And it wasn't, you know, I have like, I had like seven bags of like different stuff that I needed to organize that I was like, oh, I'm going to get that done right before I leave. And it was just like, you know, you don't have to do that. It's, it's going to be here when you get back and it's not life or death. You know what I mean? Like it's not the end of the world. And you're always, I've talked about this a million times, but it's nice to have that reminder. Like, you're always like your to-do list is never going to be done. Like you're never going to be done. There's always going to be something new that you have to do. And as soon as I just like embrace that and let go, I'm just so much happier and less like, I don't know, anxious and like tightly wound. So I paid my rent. 
Um, I didn't have any dishes in the sink. I did do all the dishes because that's kind of important. You can't leave your home for two and a half weeks of just dirty dishes because, you know, yuck. Um, and then I set up like a little bed for Lucy on our bed, our bed, my bed, but we share the bed. Um, and I got in this Uber or Lyft. I don't take Uber. I, I got in this Lyft. And when I tell you, so I, I took the flyaway, right? Which if you're in LA, I don't understand why anybody ever again would ask anybody to pick them up or take them to the airport. The flyaway is amazing. It's like $9 one way. So it's like 20 bucks. And you take a Lyft or an Uber. To, or Yeah, you take a Lyft to the flyaway, which is like 10 bucks. And then you get on a bus and it takes you to LAX. And it's like an hour. It's, you know, it's a whole ordeal, but like driving or taking a lift is like a hundred dollars sometimes, especially at peak hours. So I took at 5 a.m. This guy picks me up and it's pitch black outside. And I live in, it used to be not that bad of a neighborhood, but now it's just, in, you know, with just the homeless situation and COVID after COVID just, I know COVID's still going on. That's not a, a debate, but like, I just mean like after the lockdowns and after, you know, just the last two and a half years, our neighborhood has gotten so bad. Like today, oh my God, sidebar today, I came back, I'm working this tournament, right? And I come back, it's the middle of the day and I park my car, I park on the street, I park my car and I see this dude, this like tall white dude in, uh, I'm describing him just in case I get murdered by him. Uh, keep a lookout for him. He had kind of a big nose and he was tall. He was like six one, uh, very pasty white. And he was in all black, black trench coat, all black. And I saw him walking and I was like, oh God, I don't want to deal with whatever this is. So I pull up and I park and I'm like, I'll just wait like 10 minutes and then he'll pass and then I won't have to deal with him. So I'm on my phone and when I'm ready, I turn off the car and I look up and he, he had stopped. And now he, he's like, like 12 feet from my car and he's watching me and my instincts, which I should always fucking listen to, but I was like, you're being paranoid. And maybe I was being paranoid. We'll find out if I get murdered in the next two weeks. Um, but I, you know, I like my instincts were like drive away and drive around the block for a couple of blocks. So he doesn't know where you live. But I was like, you're being paranoid. He's probably harmless. He's looking at his phone. But as soon as I got out of my car, he very like clearly stopped and just watched me. So I pull, what I do is I'll pull out my mace. It's not mace, pepper spray, whatever is a legal one. I pull that out and I hold it like, not like obviously up, but obviously up, you know, where it's like, I, I have this. So please don't fuck with me. It's 3 p.m. Why am I dealing with this? And so I'm just so annoying. Um, I just am so tired of being afraid when you walk outside of these fucking dudes. You know what I mean? Not all dudes. I know. <sighs> but it is all women, friends. We've already been through this. But so I, I walk by him and he is clearly watching me. And he watches me go into my apartment and I make sure the door, like the gate is locked and I'm pause and I'm like, don't go to your apartment building. Why didn't I listen to that voice? And as I'm, as I'm getting into the gate, he starts walking by slowly and I walk up the stairs and he just stops and watches me until I get inside my apartment and he waits. He just stands there outside on the street, staring into my window. He can't see cause it's the daytime, right? And now that works. But like I had shut the door, I locked all the doors and I was just like, oh my God, it was so unnerving. And now like what if he's just I just turned around and looked because my back is not against the window all my doors are locked right well half of my doors are locked oh my god yep I'm gonna have to go lock the door okay I went and locked the door um I have like four locks on my door 
And two of them are locked, but now I feel a little bit better. I was so fucking unnerving. Anyway, so I go outside to get this lift to go to the flyaway. It's pitch black outside because it's like 4.35 in the morning. And I get in the car and the guy is so weird, like so weird. And I'm like, yeah, I guess that's probably, it's technically kind of in the middle of the night. I know it's early in the morning, but... And he drives for a bit in the wrong direction. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe he he knows a way I don't know. And then he does like a complete loop and passes my house. But I think, and he was like, maybe she won't notice, right? Like, and I was like, I don't feel like engaging. It's super early in the morning. I just want to get to the flyaway because I've never traveled internationally, like alone as an adult. Like I did it when I was like a kid, when I was like 14, we went on this weird thing. I told you guys about Mr. Sukul a couple weeks ago and that was wild. Um, but I don't remember. And it was before nine 11, you know, it's a whole thing. So I'm like, I don't know how long it's telling us to get there three hours in advance. It's also saying that uh, my combined carry on and personal item can only be seven Kill, oh God, I'm still so bad at the metric system. That was something that was so challenging while I was away. Um, most people were really kind about it. There was one dude that I, 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 you know, I don't have to worry about that guy because that guy's definitely going to get a knife in the throat at some point because he sucked. I'll, he was at the end of the trip, so we'll tell you about him probably seven episodes from now because it's been 17 minutes and I haven't even told you about the lift ride ride yet. But so it, it was like, it was the equivalent of 15 pounds. It was like, that's all you can have on, on the aircraft. Otherwise you have to check everything. I'm like, who the fuck is able to go out of the country and only have, I somehow did it. But I think when I asked the woman, when I got there, she was like, no, it's, you don't have, that's fine. That's not our airline. And I was like, I distinctly remember, but I'm not going to argue with you because it's cool. Um, but so I, you know, I didn't want, I was just nervous about that. And I was just like, I just want to get to the airport. So I'm not going to engage with this guy. This guy had to have been drunk. There's no way he was like swerving all around. He was like breaking and stopping. And it was just so early and crazy. And I was like, am I going to, and after everything that happened last time I was trying to go to Thailand, I was just like, am I just not meant to go to this place? Like what the fuck? Right? Not true at all. So we get to the flyaway. Um, people are just people, man. Um, there is a guy that I don't know why this stuck in my head so much, but I still remember him a couple weeks later. He, you know, he had uh, like a mullet kind of and this like trucker hat on and he was drinking a Dr. Pepper at like 630 in the morning. And I don't know why that alarmed me so much. Like I just don't drink a lot of soda. And so like if I drink a pop, pop soda, I don't know. I said pop growing up and then now I've been here a long time. And sometimes when you say pop, people are like, what are you talking about? It's like, well, you know what I'm talking about. Like there, you know what pop is. Don't act. You just want to shame me for saying pop, but, uh, I don't drink a lot of it. So I just can't, I, I like when I see people drinking it at like six 30 in the morning, I don't know. It just sticks in my head. I was just like, that guy's just drinking a can of Dr. Pepper like on the flyaway and no one is stopping him. I mean, go guy, whatever. So it's confusing because I'm, I'm going to international, but they're telling me I'm in terminal three, but I'm like, I think I'm in the international ter terminal. And the guy was like, yeah, you should be there. But I'm like, this is what the email said. He's like, I guess you're in terminal three. 
I get to terminal three. They're like, no, you got to go to the international. I'm like, then why the fuck did you send me an email that said I was in terminal three? Like literally sent me a text and said, you're going to be in terminal three. But I'm like, okay. I'm like, how far away is that walk? And she's like 20 minutes. I don't know how slow this broad walks. I was like, all right, well, I have time because I, you know, I freaked out and planned way ahead. Like I was there like five hours early, not really, but like a long time early. It was like a six minute walk, if that. So I get in there. I have TSA pre-check. If I haven't told you, I almost don't want to tell anybody else about this because I feel like more people are figuring it out. And the, the TSA pre-check line was really long in, D, in Denver. The last time, that's when I met that creepy guy. So uh, I go to P TSA pre-check. I have a water bottle. Hi, Goose. She's coming out. Okay. We are figuring out our relationship. It is interesting. So I have, so TSA pre-checks like $78 for like five years and literally international. I had this water bottle and I wanted to keep the water bottle so I could refill it in there, right? Because water bottle inside the airport is like, you know, $900 for some reason. And so I'm standing there and I'm pounding the water. And then it dawns on me that this guy's probably thinking I'm just pounding booze. And I was like, it's not booze. And he goes, I didn't think it was, but I also literally don't care if you're just pounding booze, like whatever people do that at the airport all the time. So TSA pre-check is a fucking dream, man. Like international, I'm, I'm through literally 20 minutes. I got like my, my Delta uh, app wouldn't allow me to check in. So I had to check in there and so like at 30 minutes from being dropped off at the wrong terminal to getting to my gate, 30 minutes because of TSA pre-check. I, I can't, it's just a dream. And it's, if you travel a lot, like five years, $78. Sorry, this isn't an ad. But um, so the, the international side of LAX is so pretty. It looks like a mall in Beverly Hills. Like I was like, why am I so mesmerized by this? It's so pretty. And I like, I mean, it's clean. There's like, it's just clean. Like the other side of LAX is just kind of like, it's just like an old, it's like Stapleton Airport. If you're not from Denver, you don't know what that is, but just like an old airport, right? It's just like not really modern. There's some places that are fine, but it's just kind of just an old airport, right? The international side, I guess they've been remodeling it for a long time because I sent that to a bunch of people and they're like, oh, they finally finished the remodel. I'm like, I guess. I mean, I, like already this trip is awesome because this international side. So I'm going around knowing I need to eat something, right? But I got to like be careful because I don't know how my, my body is going to react to being on an airplane for 20 hours and I don't know what kind of food they're going to serve. You know, I just don't want diarrhea. That's really, that's really all it came down to. So I saw this grilled cheese place and I know you're thinking that can be hairy, but like usually cheese sort of constipates you, right? Gross. I... I, 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 I'm not sorry. Um, okay, so... I get, I sit down at this grilled cheese place. I get a glass of wine because airport time does not matter, right? There's no rules at the airport. Like that guy, that guy was drinking a Dr. Pepper at fucking 6.30 in the morning. There's no rules. So I get a big grilled cheese and a glass of wine. There's two bartenders. This is so fucking weird. I don't even know. Okay, so there's two bartenders. The one that served me fucked off, right? He was not interested in my friendship and I was fine because I was, I was doing, I was, I can't remember what I was doing, but I needed to like, I needed my earbuds in to listen to something. I needed to do something, but I can't remember what I was like work related or something. And so I was like, 
I love that. I love when people like that can read a room. You know what I mean? Like, I love it when you get in your lift and the lift driver can tell if you want to be friendly or not. You know, like, that's like one of the best. That's like one of the biggest, like, like skills of a bartender too. You know, like we have to like figure out when somebody wants to talk and when somebody wants to be left alone. It's so annoying when you're sitting at a bar and you need to do some work and the bartender is like, I'm bored. I'm going to have some weird forced small talk with you. And you're like, no, I don't want, I don't, you know what I mean? And I know I sound like I'm being a dick, but I've been on the other side as the bartender and I can read when people are like, so my earbuds are in. So this other guy who did not serve me comes over, dude, this is going to take me like 19 episodes. Buckle up. Hopefully you're all interested in joining. I really do. I, I, you know, I was just thinking about this today about our yesterday. I don't know. Time's not real. Um, about all of you that have just been loyally, loyally showing up, listening to me for like almost three years, literally almost three years. Like, I'm so grateful to you guys. That's my one lucky broad this week. Like I was, I was thinking about that and I was just like, man, you know, like I like what, you know, I hope crawl space grows and grows and grows. And I'd love to have way, you know, I'd love to have thousands, millions of, of listeners, but like millions, I don't know why I said it like that, but, but I was just like thinking about like, like every week I have this group of people that show up and listen to me. And I just, that's really rad. And, Genuine. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I don't know what, I, oh yeah, the weird bartender. Okay. So I'm sitting at the bar and I got my earbuds in and he comes over and he's like, hello. And he has some accent. I can't maybe French. I don't know. I, I, I've learned, I learned in my two and a half weeks out of the country. Uh, don't think you know where people are from, especially if you are from America, because chances are you do not know anything about anything abroad. Um, we will get to that. But I, like, I don't know what his accent is, right? And I, be, even before this trip, I was like, I don't guess people's, you know, I, I love to know where they're from, but I don't guess, right? So he had some accent and he, had, you know, he was like, where are you traveling to? And I take out my earbuds and I'm like, do you hear her? What are we doing? Oh man, she's been throwing up on stuff, which is just... The one thing about Henry and his puke, he was very considerate. He would try and walk away from whatever everyone was doing. Never did it in our bed. Always like did it in the same spot, like near his poop. And this one is like, we sleep on that blanket. I'm going to vomit all over it. And I don't, Henry was one of a kind and I love her. Don't get me. I love her. And we've really bonded anyway. Okay. So he's like, where are you going? And I was like, oh, I take out my earbuds. And I'm like, I guess, I guess I'm. And I was like, oh, I'm going to Thailand. And he goes, oh, why are you going to Thailand? And I was like, oh, uh, long story. I don't want to tell you. But I was just like, oh, fun. And he goes, mm, are you headed there for the, the prostitutes? And I was like, excuse me? He's like, they're, they're known for the prostitution. There's a lot of prostitutes there. Are you headed over there to get a prostitute or two? And I was like, oh, no, not going to Thailand for the prostitutes. It's nine in the morning, sir. I was like, no, I'm not going to Thailand for the prostitutes. And he's like, uh, and he's like, yeah, there's a lot of men that come through here and you know, they're, you can tell they're wealthy and you know, you, they're not, they're not the best looking and they come here, you know, they come through every six months or so. And they're always like, yeah, I'm going there to, you know, 
by women for a week or two. And I like what I like, listen, I am so pro sex workers, so pro sex workers, but good Lord, sir. I was like, it is nine in the morning. I was like, no, not going to go get prostitutes for a couple of weeks. I was probably just going to, you know, scuba dive, uh, climb a mountain, maybe meet an elephant. <laughs> like I, I was not planning on having sex, paying for sex, but thanks for, thanks for this actually. Cause you know, I, I make a, uh, half of a living talking about people like you, but then it turned, it, it turned bad. Um, and in my experience, when a weird dude is willing to bring up prostitution, like right out of the gate, it's never going to end great. Right. Um, it will be interesting, but so he goes, you following what's going on over there in Ukraine? So prostitutions to the war. And I was like, uh, uh-huh. And then, and at this point I'm almost done. Like I'm done with my food, right? I have just like, like two sips of wine left. So I'm like, uh-huh. And he goes, you know, quote, you ready for this? And, and trigger warning. Cause it is human. Like this is disgusting. Uh, he was like, it's a really big shame about Putin. And I was like, uh, uh-huh. And he goes, yeah, you know, he, he was, if he didn't do this war in Ukraine, um, he, you know, he was on track to becoming one of the greats, you know, up there with Hitler. What? And I was like, what? And he was like, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just like, I know a lot of people don't want to talk about it, but if he didn't do this whole thing, he would have really had this legacy. And I was like, I'm going to take my check. Let me just take my check. And I know some people are like, I would have torn him a new asshole. Listen, I was about to go on a life-changing trip for two and a half weeks. I wasn't going to get in a fight with the bartender and get kicked out of fucking LAX, right? And it was funny because the other bartender who'd been helping me, I just looked at him and said, can I get my check, please? And uh, you could right away ran over and had it all done. And the guy just like slowly slinked away. And I was like, what about me? Screams, I would be cool with either of those topics, you psychopath. And yeah, so that was the beginning of the you know beautiful LAX and and that fucking dude. So then we get oh it was so weird. It was so weird. Um he was right about the prostitutes though. There are a lot of them everywhere. Like everywhere and they are just constantly trying. I uh, yeah, okay, we'll get to it. So I flew Korean Air and it is fucking wild. I want to know and, it, and it's the same case. So like on the way there, I flew Korean air, right? So it was like from LAX to Korea was Korean air. And then from Korea to Thailand, it was Korea air, right? And on the way back, I flew Thailand to Korea, Korean air. Same thing. I'll tell you about it in a second. And then from Korea to Washington um, state was Delta, and when I tell you Amer the American side of Delta Korea Airlines uh, and the Korean side, night and day, like the Korean Airlines is so clean and nice and like, and just like roomy, spacious. Like it was like, and my, my, my first flight from uh, Thailand to Korea, uh, the middle seat was open. So it was me and this broad named Jenny who was going to uh, her, she, she's from Vietnam and she lives in, I think she lived in like Utah or some shit. She had to get up at like three in the morning to drive to the Utah airport, to fly to LAX, to fly to Korea, then to fly to Vietnam. Um, the flight from Korea to Vietnam though, she was like, it's like two hours. It's not a big deal. Um, but if that, I don't, I was like, oh, so it's like Vegas. And she's like, 
kind of. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. It's not like Vegas. So she, so she's, she's lovely, but we have a seat in between us, which is great. Although she did get really comfortable at the end of the flight, like the last two hours, she's like, I'm going to fully lay down. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. Of course it's fine. Right. I'm way too big to be laying in two seats. I can't, I'm too long to lay in two seats. And she was like tiny. So I was like, sure, whatever. But she fell asleep and then just her feet just touched me the rest of the flight. But she was clean and nice and, you know, looked peaceful. And it's not like she was like, she had socks on and, you know, she seemed very clean the whole flight. So I was like, let the broad sleep. And, and, you know, when we landed, we were like, have a good trip, have a good trip. And it was just really nice, you know, but Korean air, dude. Okay. So first of all, they make you, so they like, my plan was to stay up all night the night before and then like somehow beat like get on Bangkok time, get on Thailand time. Right. And like, and like beat the jet lag. So I was going to like stay up all night and then just sleep through the flight. Right. Korean air does not let you do that. Every like four, six hours, maybe five hours. I don't know. I should have been clocking it. They wake everyone up. Um, they make uh, to feed everyone. And most of the time in like America, like a cross country or whatever flights, when they're going to feed you, they, if you're asleep, they just let you sleep. They're like, well, you missed the drink cart. Well, you missed the food cart because you were knocked out, right? I had like my, my, my neck pillow and my uh, fucking, what is it? The, the eye cover on, um, what are they called? Sleep masks. By the way, shout out to everybody who told me to get, bring those two things. Cause they were not on my radar. I never like neck pillows. Now I think I, I will never travel without my neck pillow. And the sleep mask was like, was, was a game changer. Cause there, there was a lot of times where the lights were just like full blast on. Right. So I have all of that on, I have earbuds in and everything. And like, and they wake you up. They not only do they wake you up, but they make everyone sit up. So the person behind behind you can eat without you just so fucking polite, like eat without your seat, like halfway in their lap. Right. Like, and they, they make you wake up. They, they like, oh man. And then the food was delicious. I've always liked Korean food though. I worked at the Korean nightclub for a long time and they used to have a kitchen and I just always have, I love Korean food. Um, yeah. And it's just like this, like everything's just so neat and compact. Like you get there and like you have your own slippers. It was just, it was, I mean, the every four hours thing was really alarming. Like you woke up and you were like, oh my God, what time is it? And you like, you know, you took a Benadryl so you could knock out and you wake up and you're like, fuck. And so whatever you, <laughs> I'm not even to Thailand yet. Uh, so, and then the safety video, I'm going to post this somewhere. It's like five minutes long. So I might have to do a part one and part two in like TikTok or something or on Instagram. I'm going to be posting reels on Instagram for like three weeks. Um, I have this weird paranoia and that's why I think I'm paranoid that I'm not getting through the trip right now is that nobody wants to listen to the, like the long story. And I know that that is just childhood, right? Like my family has always been like, is she still talking? Oh my God, you talk so much, you know, or like, or wrap it up or like we weren't listening for the last, I mean, like literally as an adult, I've had family members say that to my face. Oh, I stopped listening a while ago. You were talking too much. I'm like, oh, way to, it was about something really important to me and I was excited. Cool. So I know that that is just like programming I need to unravel because obviously 
I've been doing this podcast for three years where all I do is talk and tell long stories and you're all still here. So that is just more for me out loud to calm down and I can share my stories and my life and my happiness and the right people will love it and the wrong people will fuck off, right? Thanks for letting me get through that. So the safety video, dude. Okay, it's like, what is that K-pop band? Fuck, what is the K-pop band? They, they just won a bunch of Grammys. I don't know, I'll Google it afterwards. Or I know one of you will DM me. I love that. After I'm like, what was that called? And then I get like five DMs that are like, it was this. What was that K-pop band? Um, I was working at the nightclub at the time. It was really exciting because they were like, this is like the first time that a Korean band like is popular nation, like uh, internationally. Like all over, like usually the U.S. doesn't like care for whatever, right? So like, who was it? K-pop, whatever. But they like, they're singing and dancing and like singing for you to have a safe flight and to put on your seatbelt. And then, and then like these little kids come out and they start explaining how to put on the raft, the, the, the fucking raft. Uh, what is it? Uh, life jackets should be like crash in the ocean. And these kids come out and then this like rapping bear comes out and they all do this dance about the oxygen mask. And then at the end, two of the most beautiful Korean men I've ever seen in my life are like sitting in this luxurious, like, plane and they're like like watching a, a, a safety video I guess and then they turn and they look at the camera and the most beautiful voice saying have a safe flight and I'm like looking around I'm like how come no one else is fucking mesmerized by this what the fuck is this it was wild it was wild so that's my first page of notes <laughs> uh so then we get to the Korean airport okay so we get to the Korean airport and it's so interesting. I learned a couple of things. America is the only place that consistently makes people take off their shoes. Um, everyone I met from every different country, I asked that and they were, and all the answers were pretty much the same right after nine 11, we had to, but that stopped. And it's just so funny. Cause it's like not haha funny, obviously, but like what America finds important. Like, don't get me wrong. Obviously, 9-11 was an awful day. It's scary. All kind, you know, obviously, I take it very seriously. Um, take it very seriously. You know what I mean? Uh, honor those who died. Like, the whole thing. I respect the day. But, like, more people have died every day of COVID in the last couple of years than, like, er, in, in all of 9-11, right? Like, the statistics, statistics are close to something like that. And that 9-11 happened and we changed how we did everything in airport. Like we have to take off our shoes, the whole thing. Right. But this like virus took out millions and America's like, but I don't want my freedoms to be taken away. And I, it's just so wild. And every country I asked, they were like, no, no one takes off their shoes. Um, there was one airport. I can't remember if it was going into Thailand or going into Korea or going into the islands. I can't remember which one, but I had to take off my shoes in one of the airports, but I think it might've been one of the smaller airports. I don't know. But like everyone's like, no, we don't do that. So, but we do have to go through and scan our bags again. Even though we scanned our bags in the US, we have to go through and scan our passports and our bags and then make sure and get rid of all of our liquids again, which is so interesting. Cause I was like, who like, and so we get off the plane in Korea and it's scary, man. Not scary because it's, you know, it's just, it's just like, I don't, it's hitting me that I am about to go to a place where I don't speak the language, where I don't know where anything is. And I'm, and I'm not scared yet. We'll get to that. I did get really scared the first day in Bangkok. Like, to, like, you know, of course I did. 
but it, it just like dawns on me because like over like there's English everywhere, right? It's and I, well, a friend of mine that I met, um, two of my favorite humans are from uh, Manchester that I met. And we were talking about just how arrogant English speaking people are, not just Americans, but just like how arrogant it is that we just assume everyone speaks English. And someone was telling me that they were like, yeah, you go to Asia, um, you go to Asia and uh, everyone speaks pretty much speaks English or you'll find somebody that speaks English, but they're like, if you go to South America, like they don't, and they're not going to like, there's not, they're not going to help you. Like you have to figure it out. Like two people told me that they're like, yeah, it's just they're Like you go there and they're just like, Nope, we're not. Yeah. This is the language. It's just so, it's just so arrogant, I guess, not of South America, but how we're like, we were just talking about English speaking people, but you know, we land in Korea and I'm looking around and I'm like, yeah, sure. There's, there's, you know, there's English signs and after they say everything in Korean, they say everything in English, but it's just like, it hits me that I'm like in a new world. And so we have to go through this new line where we go through our bags and we look at our passports and we, we, you know, and I get off, you know, I finally get in there. I get into, you know, the terminal and I have like an hour and a half to kill and I'm kind of dazed and I'm tired. My phone's not really working and there's no bars. There is no bars on that side of the airport. And it's like, I think it's like, 8 p.m. or something like that. I don't know what time. It's like nighttime, right? Um, and so, but I like didn't realize, I like once I got to Thailand, I was like, oh, everyone takes MasterCard. Like most pl places take MasterCard or Visa. So at the airport, I, so I was hungry, but I was like, I don't have any one and I don't know how to get any of that. And I was told not to exchange at the airport. Like, so I'm, I'm just like, I'll just wait because they feed you like 42 times on the, on the airplane in Korean air, right? So I'm like, it'll be fine. So I just sat there. I waited. I get on my second flight. It's like a six hour flight. I think it's like a little shorter of a flight and, uh, the middle seat once again is open. I, the woman that I sat next to who sat on the aisle, she wasn't as interested in learning my name as Jenny was. It was just kind of like, hello, we're going to, we're going to, um, you know, go about our life, but okay. So the toilets in the Korean airport, the toilets. Oh man, they were a dream. The toilets in Thailand were one of the, the toilets and the showers were one of the weird hardest things for me to get used to. Um, because you don't flush toilet paper. There's a lot of parts of the world that you don't flush toilet. They don't have the piping to take paper, right? So you like put it in the trash can and uh, that's why, oh, so they have this hose, right? And I finally used the hose. Maybe this will be your poop scoop. I didn't poop my pants the whole time I was there, which is... It was nice. I was really glad that that didn't go down. Um, so there's this hose. Okay. So my buddy, my buddy has the same hose on his like guest toilet in his house. And I asked him like, you know, like months ago, like six months ago, I asked him about it. And he was just like his dad who lives in another country demanded to have it. And then they got in a big fight over it. And they're like, there's this big like riff over this hose on the toilet. Right. And among other things that are not my place to talk about, but like a big riff. But at the end of it, he's like, he just told me the riff. And I was like, so what's the hose for? And I never found out what the hose was for. He, cause it was just like, no, this is this, the conversation's done. Right. Which is fine, fair enough. We all have family shit, and uh, so I so I see the hose again in Korea, and I'm like, no, it's not in Korea. It's in Thailand because in Korea, in the Korean airport, I don't know if this is everywhere in Korea. The Korean airport, every other, so you walk into the bathroom. It's so clean. You walk into the bathroom, and there's like three sinks on each side, and then you walk in, and it's like a little circle, and every other toilet has on the door 
uh, bidet sign. So that toilet has a bidet if you want a bidet. Now, I have never been a fan of the bidet um, here in America. I have a few friends who have it, and every time I go to their house, they ask me to try it again and see if I will like it. And every time I'm like, it's just not really for me. I don't know. You have to use toilet paper anyway because you have to wipe all the water off. You can't just, you know, like it just, it just seems like I don't, I'm not that messy down there. And so I sit down on this toilet. The seats are heated. The fucking seat is heated in the airport in Korea. And they have all these signs. I'm gonna post. I, I'm gonna make a whole reel about all the bathrooms that I encountered because there were some. It's a lot to get used to. It was a lot to get used to. Um, but well, so it's heated, and then they have the bidet, and I'm like, "Fuck it, you're in Korea, and every other stall has a bidet. I am gonna use the bidet, and you know what? I am gonna tell you, I really enjoyed that bidet." I really enjoyed that bidet. I might get my own. I might do it. I'm going to do it. Um, But yeah, so heated toilet seats. Then I come out and I wash my hands. And then, you know, I'm panicked about the whole wand situation. So we get, we, oh oh, yeah. So then we're on the next plane. And uh, the first flight I watched the movie Ambulance with Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm literally going to go word for word of everything that happened because it was just, it was also mind blowing and it probably is going to take me like five episodes, which is great because, you know, I always want more content. So um, there's some weeks where I'm like, nothing really happened this week. Better go stir up something or look at old stories. I don't know, whatever. So I'm still paranoid. It's old tapes, man. I'm working on it. So I, I watch Ambulance and it was really not good. It was Jake Gyllenhaal should not play a bad guy. He is not believable at it. And it was just not good. It was really sad and also not good. And then on the second flight, I watched the Thor movie where Natalie Portman becomes Thor, um, which was pretty good. It was good. I love that guy. That guy's like that. Thor is probably my favorite one. I don't know. I, and I've never seen Ant-Man, but I like Ant-Man and all the, I don't know. Tony Stark's pretty good. I, whatever. But I love Thor. I love Thor. So I really enjoyed it. And then I cried, but that doesn't mean anything. Cause I cry at every movie I see. I realized, um, because I did not enjoy ambulance, but I also cried during ambulance. I just, you know, sometimes I get moved, man. Sometimes something happens and I just get moved. Um, So I land in Thailand. So I land in Thailand. So I'm going to go all the way till I get to my first hotel. And then next week we'll hopefully tell more than just (laughs) like, I mean, this is by the way, 24 hours. Like this is a 24 hour period of what I'm telling you. But so I, I land in Thailand and I, you know, we get off the plane and there's a moment that I, so I go to the bathroom, right? I go to the bathroom and there's, you know, there's signs that are saying don't flush uh, the paper in the toilet. I don't think at the airport it had that, but it was like, don't put anything in the toilet. And then they had those hoses and the hoses were to spray down as my, 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 my new friend, um, Dean said, I think he was like, spray down your bum, something like that. I don't know. I don't have a British accent and I'm never going to attempt one because I can't do accents. Um, and it's embarrassing, but 
I didn't try that until uh, we'll get there. So uh, I'm trying to stay on track because I want to tell you everything. And I know if I don't stay on track, I'm going to miss something and I'm going to go all over the place. So I'm really trying to be organized and I think it's working out. Uh, so I go to the bathroom and then I come out and then there's a moment where I'm literally all by myself in this airport. Like I don't, I mean, people on the flight, like I guess either we're still in the bathroom or they hurried up through, I don't know, but I'm all by myself. Right. And I'm just, so I take this big, this, this video of me like all alone in the airport. And then, uh, so I'm on one of those, first of all, they have at the, the Bangkok airport, they have the best way I can describe them are like Zambonis, but for like not ice to just like mop a regular floor, not ice floor. And on these, there's little people. So they look like little robots and it is adorable. I followed one around for a while. I took a video you can find it on my Instagram. I loved it. So I'm, I, you know, I'm walking on the thing and I'm walking on the, uh, what are they called? It's like the escalator, but it's not stairs. It's just flat. And most people on those I find walk right? Like I'm walk on them. I walk, I'm I, like when I'm at the airport, I don't really want to dilly dally. Like I just want to get to my gate, make sure the gate's there and then get to coffee or a glass of wine, like depending on what time it is or how I feel. Right. Like I just don't, I don't understand people who take their sweet time and roaming the airport. It's, it's, I, I don't know. And I don't mind it if you're standing on that thing and you're not moving just as long as you stay to the, I think it's the right most places, but that really fucked with me too. I, for, I did not realize that they drove on the opposite side of the street as we do. It was, and, and, and it was, I mean, the whole driving situation in all of Thailand was fucking wild. Um, I mean, just like wild. So, and I'll get to that. I know I keep saying that I promise. Um, so I, so I, I'm on that little like walking conveyor belt, I guess it is. And there's a guy in front of me, this like old Asian guy. I don't know which part of Asia. I don't want to like, whatever. Um, but he's standing in front of me and he, and he just drops his bag and then leaves it. And I realized later that that is the 9-11 America in me. Cause I was like, uh, is that your bag, sir? Why are you leaving it? Is it a bomb? I didn't say that, but I was like, uh, is that your bag, sir? And then he just kind of giggled and walked back and picked it up. And I was like, and then he, and he was creepy, right? He just seemed weird and off. And I was like, Oh, walk away from that guy as quickly as possible. So of course I am, he is directly behind me in the, um, customs I think it is like where you have to like go through and like show your passport and they make sure like you coming into the country right and stamp your passport and that whole thing right he of course is directly behind me the weirdo who so as soon as we get in the line which is super long and I couldn't take any pictures because there were like 400 signs that were like no cell phone no photos do not take photos of this area I was like I wonder what happened in this area that um I guess every every country has their uh you know their strict random security measure. So this guy chucks his bag. Like there's like a long zigzag line, right? This guy chucks his bag like four lines over. Like, so like 30 people in front of us and everyone just looks at him and he just like shrugs and leaves it there. I imagine it was just really heavy and he didn't want to carry it. So he's like, I'll just throw it there. No one's going to take it. Right. Um, and that, that was something that I learned that like, yeah, it's, it, it's like such a, 
I was, you know, the American in me and I met another American and I was like, yeah, I'm so paranoid. I was so paranoid coming here that like I was going to get constantly robbed. And he was like, yeah, that's your, that's the American in you. Like everyone here is not, no one, they may try and they try and scam you in fucking Bangkok, but rarely will you get robbed. Um, is what I was told over and over again. And then as I was there for a long time, I was like, oh yeah, this is like the safest place. So not Bangkok, really. Bangkok's a little, you know, be careful in Bangkok. And they do try and scam you quite a bit in there, um, which I was super warned, right? So, which thank God I was super warned about the, the taxi drivers. We'll get to that, but we'll get to the first taxi driver. But so this guy is standing direct, like, I mean, so close to me. And I'm like, do you want a fucking hug, man? Remember that that old lady a couple weeks ago that I at, at Marshall's that I was like, get out of here. He was doing that. And he was, and, and finally I was just like, you can go in front of me. And he goes, no, no, that's okay. And I was like, well, keep your distance, pal. Also, I'm having my first moment in Thailand and you're fucking it up, man. Get away from me. And then I realized it wasn't just me because he started speaking in, I think he was Korean. I think it was Korean. He started speaking to the woman in front of me. There were three younger women in front of me and he started like talking to them. And body language is the same everywhere because you could tell that whatever the fuck he was saying to them was fucking creepy because they all did the awkward like what women do when creepy men say shit to them in public is like politely giggle and then just try and turn around and pray to god the guy will leave him alone i don't do that i tell people to fuck off but it took me years to do that but they did that and then he kept trying to talk to him and they were just trying not to talk to them it was just like and the other thing that i noticed so when we got on all the airplanes Korean Air was like, you have to wear a mask. And of course, people that are not, like just the white people from the middle of, who you knew weren't LA that were like, that, that were like, we don't have a mask. And they were like, well, you need a mask. And they were like, we don't want to wear a mask. And it's like, well, then you can't get on the airplane. It was just so, this trip really made me simultaneously be embarrassed of Americans and also sometimes want to stick up for them. Cause sometimes I'm like, all right, well they're not like the metric system. I get it's better, but like, we don't know better. Right. You know what I mean? That's what our whole country uses. Um, so there were sometimes there was one guy I met who would not leave me alone about the American thing. And I, I made this German friend. So I'll, I'll, this is at the very end of my trip, but uh, the guy I hated um, my German friend. She was like, her name is Sophie. She was 20 fucking years old and traveling the world alone and just so smart and lovely and poised and rad. And I want to take her like her demeanor out in the world with me. Cause it's just very like, doesn't matter. Let that person do their thing. My cat is just wailing in the background. I don't, it's going to take a few days for all of us to get back to normal. Okay. So, but yeah, uh, that guy and Sophie, the, uh, my, my friend from Germany, she was like, uh, she was listening to this guy talk to me because he was relentless about America and how much he fucking hated America. At one point he told me I owed him a thank you for even talking to him because I'm from America and he's not. And I was like, I am in the middle of the most beautiful jungle I've ever been in my life. Leave me the fuck alone. And she goes, yeah, he won't leave you alone. And you couldn't be clearer on how much you hate him. So that guy made me want to stick up for America. But then the people on Korean airlines who would not wear a mask and were like all bent out of shape about it, like it's brand new news that COVID's a thing. uh, Those people made me embarrassed about America. So 
we're, you know, we're going through the thing and then the guy goes and picks up his bag and all I, like when we go, so you know, when you're like, you go through, uh, um, I, I think it's customs. I don't know when you go through like the checkpoint too, like when you got to like check your, like you got to like scan your bags or carry ons, you know how there's like a line and then you get to a point where you can pick between like four lines that go through the actual like scanning process. So he was, you know, directly behind me. Basically we were in a prom pose for no reason at all. And, uh, and he, so we got to that point and I literally just let him go. I was like, whatever line you go to, I'm going to go the furthest away. Cause you are making me very uncomfortable. What was that noise? Um, very uncomfortable. And you're making these broads uncomfortable too. So then he finally goes and gets his bag and then goes off into the wind and who knows where he, you know, where that man ended up probably just creeping people out all over the world. Jesus Christ. Um, so I bought some wine because it was one in the morning and I'm wide awake, right? I'm wide awake because I didn't get any like real sleep because of the whole waking us up every four. I was so wild. Like the first time I, they woke me up and I was like, oh, I don't, I'm not, I'm good. I want to sleep. And they were like, no, you need to eat and you need to sit up your chair. And I was like, and then I looked at Ginny, my, my friend, and she was like, yeah, you eat and then you go back to sleep. And I'm like, Oh, so I'm exhausted. So I buy my first purchase in Thailand is a bottle of red wine and I have to get, you know, a screw off because I don't have a corkscrew because you can't fly with a corkscrew, you know, obviously. And so I buy that. It's like 700 baht, which is, you know, kind of expensive. I learned actually expensive for Thailand. I learned actually that the airports are expensive everywhere. There's a neck pillow in the Thailand airport neck pillow that was 2100 baht that is 60 ish dollars uh they're not that much they're like 12 dollars here it, it, like i learned that the airports are just as expensive everywhere like when i went to my first airport in uh bangkok when i was flying down to the islands i went to their version of kentucky fried chicken because that was the only food the other one was super far it's a long story i was really hungover, and i was just like i'm just gonna eat here and not the move by the way not the move but i was so tired i slept through the you know the tummy stuff um but it was it was like it was so expensive and i'm like oh i guess the air airports are just expensive everywhere i i i guess that that's whatever so the wine was expensive but worth it and then i called um a grab a grab sorry i'm reading my notes a grab is their their lift like their version of a lift or uber i i used grab anytime i was going to like the airports or anytime i was like sometimes i used it when i was trying to go to another part of bangkok and um because like i was very fully warned do not take a taxi the taxis what they'll do with tourists you get in the taxi there's like a whole mob i guess you get it yeah i mean not like a literal one but that's what they call it and you get in the taxi and if they don't start the meter don't tell them they have to start the meter or get out because they'll they'll just try and charge you a bunch like one guy there was one I was trying to go to this place on my like last day there and I knew where it was but I was like maybe he's just taking me to maybe I accidentally put the wrong address and he's gonna take me further and he literally drove like I noticed after like a like a half a circle where he was going right back to, and I was like hey we're here and he goes oh right I was like, yeah, I can just be let out here. And he was like, okay. And it was like 300 extra bot. And I'm like this motherfucker. Cause they, you know, they're, they, they, the, the, the taxis try and scab you, scam you. And I was warned that very, 
very clearly. And then another time I, ha- I was going to take a taxi and this Thai woman was like, do not take a taxi, call a grab that way it's charged to your card. And it's like, it's like, like they meter it out, right? Like before you're like, I'm going here and here. And it's like, Oh, it's going to be this much. This guy just drove extra. And I was like, I'm 300 bots, like 10. No, it's not $10. I don't know how much it is. It is like $9. So I'm like, whatever, I'm not going to fight whatever. Right. But so I get, I get my first grab and I have no idea where anything is. You know what I mean? I know, I know nothing. Um, I go to the wrong level. So I find the right level, you know, luckily like, so that's my like first hiccup is like, I just don't know where anything is. Right. So I come up and I'm on the right level and he comes up, he's super nice. And he puts all my shit in his trunk. And then, and then he like hits the car and he goes, go, go. And I was like, what? Like being like someone's in the car, I'm going to steal all my shit. But then I, I was like, well, then you would just be here. So I like, I, I'm not, and he laughed really hard. He's like, just kidding. And I'm like, well, yeah. Cause then I would just hold you hostage until they came back. Right. Like whatever. So we get in the car. He doesn't speak English very well. I don't, yeah, doesn't speak English very well. So he, he, you know, he's, he's trying and which is fine, but he's trying to like, and I'm like, I don't really understand what you're saying. And he's, he's like, we're going through the toll. So I'm going to go through two toll roads. And so I'm going to pay those tolls. And, and I didn't realize what was going on until like a few days later when I was taking other grabs and I was like, oh, this motherfucker. Cause he was like, so I'm just going to take the toll and then you just give me, uh, 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 150 bot altogether. And I was like, Oh no, it already charged my card for this, this. And he's like, he's like, yeah. And then you're going to give me 150. And I was like, why would I give you 150? And he's like, Oh, okay. And I'm like, what? I'm like, and I just wanted to make sure I wasn't like robbing the guy. Right. I think I stole a water the first day I was there. I really didn't mean to. I, I was still trying to get used to the, the change. So bot like one, five and 10 bot is all coins. And I was trying to buy a water and I, I was panicked and I was trying to read what the coins were. And then the woman just took all my coins and I was like, well, that can't be right. I'm like, did you just take, cause I'm so paranoid. Everyone told me that everyone was going to try and rob me in fucking Bangkok. So I was just like, did you just take some, some, was that enough? And she was like, yeah. And I'm like, but I think you took more. And she's like, no. And I'm like, yeah. And then she just handed me all the back and she's like, just take it. And I was like, well, no, here. And she goes, no, take it. So then I walked around and then I was like, no, I, 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 I think she took the right amount. <laughs> it was my first day. So I went back and I was like, I'm so sorry. Here you go. And she literally was like, just go away. And I'm like, I think I just stole water. So I was just really warned in Bangkok. They, they, they try and constantly scam you, right? Cause you're, 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 um, a traveler. So they're like, you have money. So you should, so this guy is telling me I owe like 150 baht on top of whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm already paying you like the 300 baht to get to the thing. And I found out later that all the grab drivers, all the taxi, the buses, all of them pay the toll. I don't know what, like they have worked out, like if they get reimbursed from it or what, but like, yeah, no other grab right driver asked me to pay for the toll at all. They all just paid the toll. It's like 10 bot. Right. And, and I always tipped the grabs, um, except for that guy. Cause that guy was trying to scam me. I also was unclear if I was supposed to tip there, if it was going to be on the app, I kind of felt really bad about it. Cause I was like, Oh fuck, I would have tipped him. Cause you guys know me. I, even if it's shitty, I still have to tip because 
well, I'm in the industry and we all have bad days. Uh, so, but I, I just didn't know how any of it worked yet. Right. So, you know, uh, we, we, you know, we all one step forward, two steps, wait, two steps forward, one step back. Okay. So I, what am I? Oh yeah. So he keeps trying to get me to pay him an extra 200 baht. And I'm like, but I already paid you with my card. I don't understand what that extra 200 baht is. And then he kept laughing and laughing. And I'm like, okay. So then he finally drops me off. Um, I don't know if it was longer than he needed to, cause I was brand new and you know, it's like two in the morning at this point and I'm wide awake. Cause it's like, you know, 11 AM here the day before some shit where they're 15 hours ahead. Um, the next day, some more than 15, I don't fucking know. Um, 15 hours ahead. So they're in the future, 15 hours. Okay. So I, uh, he, you know, he drops me off. He goes away. I pay for my first hotel and then I go up to my first hotel room. I have a glass of wine. I, I sit out on the balcony and the weird thing about Bangkok is, and that, you know, it's a lot like Los Angeles in that way. Like I live like in the heart of Hollywood and in the middle of the night, there is like a calm, you know, and, and Bangkok as rowdy as it was, there was a calm except for like a really loud, I believe bird. There was always like a really loud bird, like clocking in the part of Bangkok I was staying in the first and last night. Cause I stayed in the same hotel the first and last night. Cause they were, they were just lovely. I couldn't figure out the showers. It took me a couple of days to do that. Like some showers don't have great heat and some don't have great pressure. Oh man. But my first one, you like, there's like a, like a faucet and, and there's no shower. Like the bathroom is the shower, right? And some have curtains, some have doors, but for the most part, the bathroom is just like you put the towel outside the bathroom the bathrooms were something to get used to, but I will continue that next week. I know that I only, my plan was to tell you more about actual Thailand and the travel day, but you know what? I think it's okay. I think it's okay. We'll get to the first day next week um, and I'm going to wrap this up and it's 9.30 and I'm hoping, I'm wide awake right now. Fuck. I want to know when this jet lag will go away. I also haven't helped matters. I went out on the Super Bowl and I've been just sleeping whenever I wanted to. Like I said, my buddy's like, you're not, not doing your responsibilities. Right. And I'm like, no, but I feel like a fucking zombie. Um, but I'm going to, you know, put this up. Uh, it's great to be back. I miss Thailand, but it's nice to be home. It's uh, my last night there when I was having dinner with Sophie, who I mentioned, I was like, I can't believe I'm going home in a few days. And I'm like, I'm so sad, but I'm excited to go home. And I love, dude, this 20 year old was so smart. She was just like, I think both can exist at the same time. You can be, and I've used that in a, a conversation I had a friend with a friend today where we were having, you know, we were having feelings around how we were both handling a situation and we both felt two different ways, but you know, stronger one way. And I'm being really vague on purpose, but like, and I, and I used her words. I was like, I think we can feel both of those things at the same time. And she was like, yeah. And it was just really just, and so I'm happy to be home. I miss it there so much. It's just less complicated. You know, I went out for the Super Bowl, and it was just, I walked into, you know, this bar and, and it's back to just how, where everyone is just 
watching you, judging you, talking about you, talking about each other, judging each other. You know, it just, there's just like, and you know, there's been two mass shootings, I think maybe more, I don't know, since I've been home. It's just, it's a lot here. And, but I also know I couldn't live in a quiet place like that for too long. You know, I think when I'm like 60, maybe I'll retire or travel the world if I have a partner or alone, you know, um, and just like be a nomad like that. But I do need the city life, even though sometimes it is really hard. I think the trick is to stay informed, but not allow it to completely affect you. And to also just who gives a shit what people think of you. You know what I mean? And I know that's been the constant like journey I've had the whole time. I think that's, uh, you know, the constant journey everyone has as a human. You know, like I said, the sunscreen song a couple of weeks ago when he was like, forget the insults, remember the compliments. And if you can figure out how to do that, please tell me how. And so it's nice to be home. I can't wait to share more of my trip with you guys. Um, it is probably going to be dragged out to like five episodes, but that's fine. Right. Maybe, uh, I don't know. I'm so paranoid about that. Um, I'm going to let it go. I am going to let it go. Uh, thank you. And again, thank you for, you know, I'm one lucky broad for you all showing up and listening to me every week. And I don't know if I can express how much it really means to me. Um, yeah. And, uh, so uh, also today, um, you know, I talked about I was starting a Patreon exclusive podcast with a very funny woman, a very inspiring woman. She's a comic, a musician, an actress. She just like her fucking movie that she wrote and shot in the pandemic, like in like with like three people with her pod uh, just went to Cannes and I think or is going to Cannes. It's winning all kinds of awards. So she's incredible. I can't believe I get to be friends with people I am fans of, you know? Um, so with Maggie Mayfield, once a month, she and I are going to be sitting down. It's not going to be like Jeff and I, how Jeff and I like talk about our like month in review. Um, that's more, you know, it's funny. And he, you know, even when I try to get serious, he's like, this is a comedy show. Um, and we fight a lot. Uh, Maggie and I, our show is called, do you even lift up babe? Like lift up, you know? So we, we, we talk, I mean the first episode, oh man, the first episode's great. Uh, she talks about how it releases today. Um, I'm about to release it now, I guess before midnight. So it is technically today in some parts of the country. Um, she talks about how when she gets to an airport, she just goes up to the front desk and tells them she's pregnant and asks if she can be seated first. And, and they're like, sure, ma'am, of course. She's like, no one ever questions it. And I just, she's like, it's a little white lie that I get away with where I can just relax. And I'm like, oh my God, you're my hero. I don't know where to put this information and I don't have the balls to do it. Um, I was like, I'm going to try it once in Thailand and I never did. I was too scared. Um, but uh, yeah, so once a month we have on the 15th, we'll be releasing that. And tonight is the first one. So if you want to join Patreon, uh, you know, uh, patreon.com slash Kim Crawl. Uh, and I got a few new, new subscribers. So thank you so much. Um, I look forward to, I was going to say working with you. I don't know what's happening, um, but I, I'm really, I'm grateful. Thank you so much for joining and expect uh, email. There's a bunch of you who are waiting for an email too. I, my life is in shambles. Um, I'm so far behind on everything, but it's fine. It's fine. 
it's going to, it's going to work out, right? Like it's, it's gonna, probably going to be okay. And if it's not, you're dead or in jail. Um, I think that's the name of this episode. Um, so yeah. So, uh, thank you. Thank you so much. And, um, you know, be safe, be kind. Uh, I'll, I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Crawl space, crawl space, I can crawl.